A very good evening to everybody listening. This is the American Perspective, and I am Joshua Newmark. Joining me today will be Christina uh, McDowell. She'll be commentating on a few subjects. We're also simulcasting on the new Sky One Radio website. So if you haven't checked that out, it's www.skyoneradio.com. And you can also uh, get access to that through the main website, which is AmericanPerspectiveShow.com. A uh, lot going on uh, in the world of politics today. One of the new things uh, that was really interesting, the 10th Circuit Court decided that the Electoral College 
um, will go ahead without penalty on those um, that decide to vote their own free will. So no longer is anybody held accountable during the Electoral College. Uh, if the state requires people to vote on the majority rule, those Electoral College members no longer are forced to vote the way that the election is won. So that's going to start a new precedence. And I did look into this. Um, specifically, are there restrictions on who the electorals or who the electors can vote for? Uh, and under the U.S. government site, it does say there is no constitutional provision or federal law that requires electors to vote according to the results of the popular vote in their states. Some states, however, require electors to cast their votes according to the popular vote. These pledges fall into two categories, electors bound by state law and those bound by pledges to political parties. Uh, so the U.S. Supreme Court has held that the Constitution does not require that electors be completely free to act as they choose, and therefore, political parties may extract pledges from electors to vote for the party's nominees. Uh, so very interesting. I mean, it, it's always been that way. You never, you, you could do whatever you wanted, but now that there's a court ruling that upholds that, uh, do we still keep the electoral college? You know, this is something that's very different than a lot of, of uh, voting countries. You know, America has this specific system set up. So, you know, we've got the 2020 elections coming up. Um, you could see if, uh, let's just say, Donald Trump technically wins the electoral college, you could have people in the electoral college that decide they're going to vote for uh, the opposing party. Um, I, you know, I, it's it's going to be an interesting thing to see. Um, instead of everybody trying to get rid of the Electoral College, you know, they could just circumvent the system. So uh, in other news, Democratic presidential candidates are criticizing the DNC over the debate thresholds uh, that they quoted, uh, turned this primary into the Hunger Games. Uh, you're already looking at quite a few of the the Democrat nominees or hopefuls dropping out. And unfortunately, at least for me, one of the uh, people running, which is Tulsi Gabbard, who I actually like, um, look, they're even predicting that she's not going to make the third primary. Uh, and interestingly enough, you know, the one sane person that could probably beat Donald Trump, uh, they're not even going to worry about trying to elect her. So, you know, kind of, defeats that whole purpose. But uh, so what do you think? Uh, those of you that are listening live, if you're over on Sky One Radio, uh, you can use the call-in service on that site. If you're over on castbox.fm, you can also use the app to call in that way. And there's an active chat over on CastBox. Uh, so feel free to, uh, to talk about what you like. And joining me right now is Christina McDowell. Christina, hello. Are you there? Your connection might be a little bit bad. Good, good. How are you doing? Good. Let me go ahead and get on my Wi-Fi so you can hear me. Perfect. You know, we're in living in this state-of-the-art society. I mean, look, we can basically, we can cast live from a bathroom in our home. It's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying it's possible now. Isn't it nice? It of course, is. when the internet works, but, you know. 
So um, in case you missed some of what I was talking about, I was talking a little bit about the Electoral College. Did you hear what happened? No. So the Tenth Circuit Court uh, did did unanimously say that the Electoral College voters or the electors do not have to be held to whatever the state or what pledge they've uh, they've agreed to. So if you've ever read the Electoral College bylaws, that was already there in the first place. There was never anything that bound anybody to vote a specific way. So basically you could vote however you want. And it's funny because they did this in the 10th Circuit Court, which is in Washington. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been talking about trying to get rid of the Electoral College, but now they don't even have to. They can just infiltrate and swing the vote in any direction they want. Oh, that's a loaded caca. It is. Uh, Talk about the will of the people. Right. Uh, But um, that was one of my things with the Electoral College, because you still have to have a majority in your state in order to to get those Electoral College votes. A lot of people are saying, oh, well, that's not fair because the, you know, popular vote. Well, it still works by popular vote in a state. Yeah. You you still have to, you, you know, you still have a percentage that you have to get in order to get the swing votes. Right. So this is their way of, of getting rid of it. Uh, hopefully it'll be appealed. Mm, no, it actually has been found by the U.S. Supreme Court as well. I've been researching this tonight because I was always taught that. Huh. Uh, an elector does not have to vote by the will of the state or the organization. Oh, the elector gotcha. is elected to vote however they want. Yeah. But there's been states like Arizona, for example, um, you have to vote according to the popular vote. So if we, right. if you get the fifty one percent, then you get you know those electoral votes belong to you. Now they're saying you don't even have to abide by the state law anymore, or the state rules rather. You know, and I uh, kind of the same topic, but the off topic. I never understood the idea of superdelegates and the mm-hmm. Democrat Party. Like that uh, was always weird to me. Like Bernie, for instance, should have won Washington State in two thousand sixteen. He totally didn't. They gave oh, well, yeah. Well, they screwed him. Yeah. You know, we, we know that. But um, let me just look, because, you know, I, I remember what the superdelegates were, but I need to look it up again, because that's a good point. I think it has something to do with the pledges. <laughs> yes. A superdelegate is an unpledged delegate. So they are ones that they're not, um, if their state requires them to vote, According to the popular vote, they don't have to. So they're like a wild card. Right. They're the ones you have to worry about. So there's, you know, all these wonderful changes. But um, well, that's what made me laugh about uh, Jay Inslee because he voted for Bernie. Mm. I was like, or no, he voted for Clinton. And so secretly, oh. it was like, but everybody in Seattle wants Bernie. What are you doing? And uh, how quickly they forgot with, like, Clinton. But, like, Bernie came around again. And it seems to be the consensus of people in Washington State that they're all going to vote for Bernie again. I'm like, did you guys make that mistake last time? Like, it's going to be Biden. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I uh, To bring up this next, <laughs> this next topic, I have to do this. Bear with me. 
Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's a sticky-fingered filcher from Berlin down to Belize. Take you for a ride on a So this is my my segment I like to call Where in the World is Ruth Bader Ginsburg? <gasps> Nice, nice segue, isn't it? I love I this. <laughs> so where in the world is Ruth Bader Ginsburg? This woman went in for surgery that was supposed to be routine. She disappeared for eight or nine months. And then she's made this miraculous uh, appearance. But it's because she needed to get cancer treatment for a pancreatic cancer. And Right. What's going on here? Like, if you can't serve, you've been gone now for half of the year. Obviously, you're never going to make it back to the bench. It's time to move on. Well, you saw, did you check my Twitter today? Uh, I, a little bit. There's been so much going on. I don't know. Everybody's work names blend. So I happened to go through and the top thing on the trending was RBG speaks publicly for the first time since cancer treatment. And apparently she got an honorary degree at the University of Buffalo today and spoke publicly for the first time since receiving pancreatic cancer treatment. And I laughed so hard because I uh, retweeted it. I was like, all right, guys, like who honestly believes this? Like, what is this? And uh, her skin looks fantastic, you know, for... 147 years old like she looks right. really good I'm just well i mean you know she she's been on like an eight month hiatus so i'm sure yeah. she does look pretty good but that's you know, the, you know that, that's, that's, the sad thing. that's the sad thing is we have to be like right like prove it to me mm. that that's you know ruth bader ginsburg and uh a lot of people don't think it's her they think it's like a doppelganger yeah. of some sort have you seen the meme that's been floating around that they say <laughs> that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been spotted in Washington, D.C. And it's a picture of her in this like scarf over around her head and a jacket. She's all bundled up. But if you continue to look down, she it's like she's sitting on top of a rolling chair like a stool and the chair's rolling is being carried <laughs> through this lobby of this building. <laughs> well, you I mean, there's some hysterical things. You understand why they need her, right? Oh, of course. If she, uh, if she doesn't, if she's not there, um, yeah, it's a complete conservative Supreme Court, and they can't oh, yeah. have that. Yeah, I mean, they're going to hook this woman up uh, onto a ventilator or something to keep her alive. But the whole thing is, you're not even showing up. Yeah. So how are you a Supreme Court justice? But that's just, you know. I, I can. I sincerely don't think she's still alive. Yeah, but that's that was our segment of where in the world is Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's finger from Berlin down to Belize. Okay, enough of that. It was funny. I thought it was great. If anybody laughed, good. But anyway. Uh, Eric said the next Iron Lung Justice, which is basically, you know, that's what we were talking about, is you're going to have to keep this woman alive uh, long enough in hopes that Trump doesn't win the re-election. And then you can let her go. Well, and I uh, but I don't understand see that why. It's like, they must be so panicked. That oh, of course. On, 
this 95 year old bat who's nobody's really seen in public and it's like the whole you know pixar doesn't count like i need sincere proof of life not some yeah. video of you sitting down and getting some degree at university of buffalo like, i think it's just insane i don't know it's it's going to continue to go on but um so i have to tell you you know a little bit about this but not everybody does uh those that are on my facebook page i'm not a huge fan of facebook uh but I did use it this weekend against my better judgment because I wanted to make a point. Um, there was an event this past Saturday that I did not make it to. I just, I wasn't feeling great and I really didn't want to go. So uh, some friends of mine called me yesterday to tell me that there was this horrific happening. Mm. Um, so Everything's being explained, like every everything started off great at this party and everybody's getting along, having a great time. Everybody starts sitting down to eat. There was a, a large table that everybody was sitting at. And, um, basically, it was a round table, right? Uh, and they decided to take one by one, take turns about why they hate Trump. Except it didn't stop there. Um, so the person that was there overhearing all of this uh, they probably didn't realize the person is a Trump supporter. Mm. Um, I wasn't there and some other friends weren't there who are known Trump supporters, you know, we're the deplorables here in America. Um, so they took it upon themselves to have this, you know, this trash, uh, this bashing session basically. And they all took turns and they were talking about how horrible it is. He's a racist. He's a womanizer. He's this, that, and whatever. One of the people there said, all Trump supporters should be punished. Another person said that they should be killed. Then there was a little quip about uh, Israel and how they should just be taken out. And, and they just continued, and it, and it got worse and worse and worse. Well, they figured it wouldn't get back to me. So I have had it. I've actually taken a stand um, that no more. I, I will always, I mean, I'm always able to be friends with anybody. I can talk to anybody about anything. And as long as you don't cross lines where you're, where you're intentionally trying to hurt somebody, then if you're, if you're offended, that's just part of the conversation. I mean, somebody's going to get offended at some point, right? right. It's just how you do it. Um, so I put on this, this really long explanation letter to everybody uh, explaining what had happened and that being Jewish myself, uh, these people that I've invited into my homes that are now supporting anti-Semitic tones in Congress and therefore the the um, the BDS movement, you know, to to sanction Israel and calling for boycotts. And it's like, this is my lineage. You know, I bring you into my home for our, our religious holidays because a lot of Jews believe that you share. Right. And in order to do that, you by breaking bread. So literally at these dinners, that's what I do. You know, I share uh, you know, share the holidays. Um, so I had, I made a, a statement and you, you saw a copy of this cause I sent it to you. Um, but no longer is anybody welcome if you support any Semitic tone or the Congress people that are for that. And uh, no longer will I stand for the constant bashing and lumping everybody into, to one category. If you're a Trump supporter, you're a racist and you're a homophobe or you're a xenophobe. And it's like, it's kind of hard to do that if, if you're black and you vote for Trump, if you're gay and you vote for Trump, if you're a Jew and you vote for Trump, you're not a homophobe, you're not a xenophobe. 
it, it's impossible, you know? And then there's yeah. people coming out saying that only white people can be racist. Uh, no. Racism has no color. It has no preference. It has no prejudice. It, every, anybody and everybody could have it or be it. Um, so <clears throat> I figured I'd talk a little bit about that tonight. Uh, and I'm kind of wondering, you know, who's listening? Are you having that same experience? Are people really taking the brunt of a political party or a presidential candidate, a belief system? Um, cause so many people believe that the Republicans are bad. They're not, um, you know, the ones that you're worried about, it would be like the Hillsborough Baptist church people where they're not, um, you know, they don't like gay people and they're going to protest at gay prides, things like that. That's such a, a minuscule percentage of people in, in the country that your chances are, you're probably never going to come across one. Right. Um, but you have your beliefs too. And I know that you've talked about what your political preferences are and how you explain things. Well, I actually found a quote that I, find a hundred percent on it's by Sean Lennon. So John Lennon's son, right? Mm -hmm. And his quote that I found from last week is it's becoming clear to me that the degree to which one is offended is inversely proportional to one's IQ. So if you are offended about something, you're not a smart person. Most Mm -hmm. normal human beings go through life, not being offended by things, period. You're just not. You let it roll off your back and you don't think take things personal. When you start getting offended by stuff, you're a narcissistic idiot or a nimrod is what I would call them. Nimrod mm-hmm. is in the Bible. You're just a, a plain out dumb idiot. Right. And if you're going to be offended by words, especially, you have no reason or really you should not be on a social media platform. Um, you shouldn't speak in public. You know, You just you don't know. And things have gotten so emotional that these people are just triggered. And I hate using that word or right. snowflake, but, you know, they're, they're literally emotionally triggered by the dumbest things, by the stupidest things. It's like, who cares? Who honestly cares? I don't care. And then what they'll do is they'll spin it and call you a racist or a xenophobe or God, you're sexist or I can't believe that you support X. So mm-hmm. you're a Y. And if it's one thing that I think especially Trump supporters should have known or have learned in the last three or four years, like words are just words. It doesn't matter. You calling me a racist. I know I'm not a racist and I don't have to prove that to you. Who the hell are you? I'm not a sexist. I'm definitely not a homophobe. Both show. So I don't care what you have to say. I don't. Um, And what's funny is when you spin it back on them, there is a, group of people who are aligned with Trump who have gone back into all of these uh, mainstream media um, authors or writers for like the Bloomberg for New York times for the WAPO. And they're going back and finding all of these amazing racist tweets that they wrote (laughs) and calling them out on it. Cause you can go back and search people's Twitter history Mm -hmm. And so if somebody came up to me and be like, well, you call that person a fag. Okay. Maybe they deserved it. Like, it doesn't right. mean I'm homophobic. Right. Like, that is not a homophobic slur to me. Yeah. And yeah. gay people use it too. So. Correct. 
or like I, I personally would never use the n-word I just don't like that word period like I I literally would never even say that word that's just not in my vocabulary mm-hmm. but you called so and so this yeah and your point it doesn't mean that I'm a bigot you know I called a, that woman she needed to go back into the kitchen yeah she probably does like it doesn't mean that I'm a sexist and I think all women are worthless no that's not what I mean at all they're just words they're absolutely just words I can live up to that like you could live up to that these snowflakes can't and they're spinning it like well I was just a different person back then and I don't believe that now be like just own it just Mm -hmm. own up to it yeah you said something dumb okay well that's when you're not supposed to open your mouth and say something that you don't actually stand behind and mean and they toss these words and it's like what and it's exhausting Um, And I did have a story. I had a friend that I've had since middle school. So let's see. That would have been 20 years. She was my friend for 20 years. And I knew as soon because I saw the buildup right before the election and she was so nasty. She was a nasty woman. She had her pussy hat on. She went to the women's marches. She was so proud about the multiple abortions she had. She was just this And she was becoming someone who I didn't feel like I could align myself with in friendship anymore. We were so far apart in our beliefs and she showed her true colors right before the election. And then as soon as the election hit, she just went psycho and I stepped away and I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and educate you on stuff that I've kept bottled in for 20 years because I thought you were my friend. You're turning around and calling people just like me all of these slurs and all of these names without justification. Go screw yourself. And we had this big blowout, and she's still friends with my ex-husband, which is a little weird, and my daughter. But I just let her have it. And I'm like, it's just done. It's over. I haven't thought about her. I thought about her last week for some reason because I think I saw a picture that looked like her. I was like, oh, I wonder what so-and-so is up to. Um But no, I don't think about her, really. I don't care. And it's the fact that she pigeonholed me into this group and she thought that, well, you are a sexist. Well, that's not true. You know that. I've known you for 20 years. When have I ever done that? And it wasn't even, oh, well, uh, you're okay, but I know these rest. It was like she just stuck me right into that group of people. I was like, that's not fair. So sometimes you just have to cut your ties with people and be like, listen, you don't owe me. I don't owe you any explanation. You're psychotic. You're weak. And you're in this herd mentality to call people a racist or a sexist, xenophobe. Like, where did that word even come from? <laughs> I don't even yeah. know when people started using xenophobe or what a xenophobe is, to be honest with you. Like, what is a xenophobe? Well, xenophobia is... is or It's the... I'm trying. I'm just going to try and paraphrase this because it's it's a long, it's a longer explanation. But um, basically, it's it's being racist. It's the reverse of another country, another culture, another people. Um, xenophobia was mostly used uh, towards the Jews. Um, so it's a fancier word instead of calling someone a racist or comparing them to Hitler, you would call them a xenophobe um, because you basically, it's like trying to exterminate the people or it's the reverse of, of all of that. So I feel like I need to Google this word to 
A person having yeah. a dislike of or prejudice against people from other countries. That's not me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just, I guess I feel like if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. It doesn't matter the color of your skin or what country you're from. You're just a jerk. Like, I'm probably right. not going to talk to you. Yeah. Period. But, so, you know, not everybody sees it that way. But, um, so that was just small IQs, yeah? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in uh, some other news, uh, those that care, because there's uh, some people that <laughs> that don't, I, you know, it's like this whole thing says it's about um, politics and everything. So I don't know why people are surprised when they come in and listen and we're talking about politics. I mean, it's kind of my, my gig. Uh, so anyway, the uh, I put in a request. Um, it looks like I'm going to actually get an interview with Kirsten Cinema. Sweet. Um, I, I have to say that I wasn't a huge fan of her. I kind of like kept her at a distance. Uh, but after the, the state of the union address and I saw how she interacted and how she took a stand against what everybody else was doing, I was like, okay, all right, let's see where this is going. And it's panned out fairly well. Um, she hasn't been, you know, spewing the hate speech and everything like a lot of the, the Democrats are, um, so I, I'm actually excited if I get that they they were her office was um, quite keen on the whole subject. So you know I'm really looking forward to the opportunity because we have to stop the division. We do because we're not going to learn from each other if we don't talk to each other. Right. You know that's how you compromise. That's how you learn things because when you when you're not a person of. Um, of worldly nature. You know, if you're not out and about and learning and seeing and doing that, you have to get it from somebody. Um, so Kirk, I, I appreciate that. Um, I, there, there's things that I believe and I'm going to be a staunch believer in certain things, but it doesn't mean you can't change my mind on something. I'll right. always do what's right and what's for the greater good. Um, and that's why I started doing this podcast was, to get other people's perspectives out, even if you don't like what they're saying, you're at least opening that dialogue. Um, and I've interviewed a few congressional candidates so far. Another uh, episode aired today. He's uh, the candidate for Iowa. Really super nice guy. Um, these the, None of these people are shying away from telling you what they want or what they see or feel. Mm-hmm. Most candidates, as we know, we see, they don't want to answer your questions or it's going to be this vague, generalized description. Um, and, and these people are answering some seriously difficult questions. I mean, I'm throwing stuff out at people to, you know, to try and get something substantial. Um, so if, if you want, it's about 30 minutes. So if you tune into that one just aired today, um, there's another two behind that because I ended up, with Jody, who usually joins us on Wednesday, we've basically flushed out a candidate because it turns out she's got a horrible um, background of theft and some other things. But that's um, good, though. Yeah, so you know, giving things a, a try here and there. And well, I'm actually kind of looking forward to uh, Congress going back into session. You know, I feel like we don't have entertainment. When do they go back on Monday? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the yeah. The, the summer session should be over. Thank goodness. Yeah, it's like we're paying you get to work. 
you're taking time off the rest of the year, so go back and do what you need to do. I don't get to take that time off. Well, I mean, average, you know, we take two weeks off a year, right? It doesn't mean you get them all at once. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the average of vacation time in America right. uh, or holiday time if you're in the UK uh, and other locations. But, um, you know, but you know they're taking off a lot more than that because they're probably taking off a week a month or every, you know, two weeks every couple of months. And then they get to the summer session and the whole damn government shuts down. Yeah. So. Have you been paying attention at the G7 summit? Uh, yeah, bits and pieces. I was laughing over the whole thing of the Iranian minister that showed up unexpected. And of course, you know that Macron invited him. Of course. You know, and then he's flying to China. Oh, after? Oh, yeah. That was his whole thing was he was going to go to China. And we just got in and out of these these talks. Supposedly, China's willing to negotiate now. Wow. Um. That hasn't been fully reported, but it came across some wires out of the out of the capital. So, I yeah. <laughs> but you know they're all coming to America next. Yeah, I know, and that was the big question: was well, are you going to invite Putin next year? Because yeah. it's in the United States, and you can invite who you want. And uh, they were so distraught about it. It's like, well, Macron just invited Iran. So, yeah, out of all you, yeah, you're complaining about Putin, but you know, France invites the minister of Iran, so right. But, well, yeah, there has to be discussion there, but Iran's got to give. Yeah, the whole thing in Hong Kong's pretty scary. Uh yeah, it is. I was just looking up some of that. Um, one of the nice things is, is that the Epoch Times was nice enough to allow me to use. Uh, their their news articles. Um, so one of the things on the Epoch Times, uh, with Beijing at the gates, Hong Kong stays as financial hub are numbered. So what they're saying is, is that China is looking at shifting Hong Kong. Um, they're looking at putting everything over in Shenzhen, which is just across the border. Mm-hmm. Funny thing about Shenzhen is that's where all those uh, financial or not financial, but the warehouses and the manufacturing plants are for American products. Yeah. Isn't that uh, interesting? So you move the control from Hong Kong into Shenzhen, and then you control the distribution of products out of China. Mm. Sounds shady. Uh, But you know, it's not, everybody's really thinking into these things. I caught it because occasionally when I do buy products, they do come from China. Uh, and they come out of Shenzhen. That's, that's the port. Yeah. So it's, um, it's crazy. And then there's this other thing about Hong Kong. Have you seen the violence? Yeah. It's only a matter of time before we have to get involved because what is going to happen? It's inevitable. Every country does this. Help us, help us, America, please, please. And then we step in and then everybody hates us after we do it. I have a very unpopular opinion about Hong Kong. Go ahead. Um, it's not a fairy tale. No one's going to war with China. China's not going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, hey, you're right, Hong Kong. We're going to go ahead and back up, and we're going to let you guys be your own people. They're going to kill all of those protesters, Josh. I, I have a deep-seated feeling in my gut that all of those protesters are going to die. Mm-hmm. And China is going to show the entire world 
what happens when you allow communism to rule because they are a 100% iron fist Stalin Mao communist state. And this needs to be a lesson the world is going to watch. Like they had a Tiananmen Square. It's going to look like a county fair. Mm -hmm. These people are just going to be slaughtered. And there's nothing that we can do about it. And the reason why Trump has, well, part of the reason why, it's not the full reason, but he did his best to pull as many American companies out of China as possible because he knows what's about to happen. China is dying. And China is going to fail and we're going to, it'll be like how the USSR and Russia, that whole thing played out, except these people are just, there's nothing we can do to help them. And no one's going to step in and save these people. So my opinion is that what we're watching now needs to be a lesson for our children's children, why you don't allow socialism in the door, because Mm -hmm. you get communism in the end. And this is what happens when you allow dictators Right. Take over. So, so wrong. Um, that's a very interesting thought on that. Eric agrees with you. Um, let me ask you this. Knowing full well that the human atrocities would, would begin mm-hmm. and knowing that the, e, uh, the EU, uh, the UN, all the peaceful countries, right? They, they all want to make sure that the human rights are upheld and no human atrocities, things like that. When that occurs, do you think that the world's going to allow it to happen? Or do you think that inevitably, like they always do, they're going to expect the United States to step in? They can expect us to step in, but we're not going to. So then that and, puts it out on, is the EU going to do something about it or NATO? No. You know, and here, here's why I'm asking this question. If we don't act, the world will turn on us. Uh, no. You don't think so? No. Mm-mm. Not, not, not this time. No. Why do you everybody think so? Everybody is so fearful of China. And everybody, I think secretly, they're like the bully that you kind of want to get hit by the school bus. Um, and it's really sad for the people that live there, mm-hmm. but there's nothing anybody in the world can do like nothing. Um, they are so, they have inflated falsely their economy for decades. And, so is the EU? Well, yeah, but China, there's some dark things about China that Americans don't, you don't even want to know. It's really bad. Uh, not just the slave and tame camps, but. You know, what What they actually do in China is so much darker than anything you'll ever hear about, ever. And they're like the boogeyman. And I think the world just wants China to go away. And if you have to sacrifice 300 billion people or however many, 3 billion people. In uh, Hong Kong? No, in China as a whole. Oh. It just starts in Hong Kong. And the yeah. entire country is going to crash. All of those people are in for some really tough times, Uh, but they allowed it, right? They have this beautiful culture and they had meditation and free speech. They had all of this beautiful land and they had just such a rich, deep tradition there and they let it go. They just pissed it away over the last 30 years. So 
you know, we're Americans and we stand, we would die for our flag. Like, well, a, a group of us. Yeah. Like we, we definitely would die and we would, you know, regardless if this idiot over here realizes it or not, you need your second amendment, right? You need your first amendment, right? There's a reason why we fight for our rights. China was just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's okay. No worries. Don't even worry about it. And, uh, It'll be a lesson to the world, but we have to have this every, you know, 50 years or so. We saw it with uh, Russia last, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like these lessons that we continue to have to learn over and over and just thank God it's not the United States and it's them. Um, let me ask you another question. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. We are looking at, um, we're looking at an American civil war, right? It's, it's not in the context of 1865, right? But we're seeing already the fighting against Antifa and a lot of these left-wing extremists there's, there's the fighting in the streets. I mean, actual fighting in the streets, mm-hmm. assaults. Um, there's the guy in Portland who decided to wear his MAGA hat and go out on the town with his wife, and he got the crap beat out of him. Um, I think it's going to become an, a global event. So are we just seeing the beginning of a complete global unrest? Do you think it'll be a global fight against socialism and communism or are we just going to be embroiled in each other's issues? I think we're seeing a worldwide, almost like an awakening. So we're seeing people stand up and tell their leaders, no, you don't get to use us anymore. You don't get to hide what you've done. You don't get to lie anymore. Um, nobody talks about Germany, but Germany is starting to turn over. Uh, England now has Boris Johnson, who I wish nothing but the best for. Macron isn't long for this position. I believe that Le Pen is going to win her second time around. Um, you've got countries like Sweden and Denmark that are like, oh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have let all those refugees in to, like, rape all of our family members. Like, they're waking up. Um, Australia's waking up. China or uh, Japan is, like, totally woke. They want to align with the United States so bad right now. Um, no, it's a worldwide thing. We're seeing it here, and we're noticing it more around the world because everything is connected. All of these... All of these bad actors all over the world, they're all connected. They've all been doing dirty deeds and dirty business deals. And in the United States, well, the best way I can explain it is when you have two fringe groups, and it happens in history. So you've got your fringe left and your fringe right, and they touch. So they finally go at each other, and the eagles, if you picture it like an eagle, and the wings finally touch. So the left and the right are at each other's throats like they are now. It forces everybody to become more centered. So Josh, you're a great example of a centered 
you know, political wise, you're pretty much in the middle. Yeah. Like you're conservative, but you're, you're pretty liberal. (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely a centrist. I don't believe in there being black and white, except for the necessities and the basics of life. Yeah. And there's nothing to fear. Right. I said, Eric, you know, fear sells. Yeah, it really does. Um, we, we, you and I talked about that act that they signed back in 2012, pretty much giving the media permission to run propaganda. All it is is propaganda. Like, they've got this false boogeyman in the United States that, like, Antifa's going to come kill you. No, they're really not. In reality, they're a bunch of weaklings. They're a yeah. bunch of beta cocks. I mean, they are just... Losers. As you call them, soy boys. <laughs> soy boys, you know. But then I don't necessarily support the right, you know, the fringe right. If you know that Antifa is going to be there, what in your brain says to you, I'm going to go down there? Like, why would you do that? You're just putting, like, it's stupid. Don't. Right. Just don't do that. You don't have nothing to prove. What are you proving? So you you touched on this, and I wanted to go into this next topic. So that's perfect segue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to give this to you in, in, in chat. Those of you that are on the cast box side, I'm going to give this to you. If you're listening over on sky one radio, um, I'll post this in the blog later after the show so that you can research it on your own. Um, so I, I came across this today and it's one of those things where you end up going down a rabbit hole because it just, it snowballs with information. Um, it's called HR five, seven, three, six, it's the Smith Munt Modernization Act of 2012. Uh, so in 2012, we all know Obama was president. This bill was introduced in 1948. It was part of the war effort uh, to allow the federal government to broadcast or have like, uh, remember the old newsreels uh, that they used to film and then they were shown in the movie theaters, that kind of thing. That's what it was established for. It, it was a, it was a, a war effort to get the news out and spread the word we're winning, you know, et cetera, things like that. So in 2012, this bill was changed. And what they did was they allowed it for use on domestic soil. The thing about this bill, if you really read it, it allows the Secretary of State and the Broadcasting Board of Governors, okay, that's the FCC, basically. That allows them, uh, they're authorized to use funds appropriated or otherwise made available for public diplomacy information programs to provide for the preparation, dissemination, or also means basically um, scatter, and use of information intended for foreign audiences abroad about the United States and its people and its policies through press, publications, radio, motion pictures, internet, and other forms of media, including social media, remember this, and through information centers, instructors, and other direct or indirect means of communication. It also goes into more detail about the information that they're allowed to use, that they can actually create. It doesn't mean that it's news, but they can create. And this came in at 2012, And the reason why I started getting into this and it got really interesting during Obama's first term, we saw the most horrific mass shootings in American history. They were considered to be the most casualties in the shortest period of time 
by that use. And that's about the time where he took the stand on the, on the gun control. Mm-hmm. In 2012, we changed this. He's reelected. And the, the push of fake news and the skepticism, like why all of a sudden are we having these mass shootings? They become more and more frequent. There's video footage coming out uh, from Parkland where it's now being, it's being scrutinized because a lot of the footage is looking fake. There's live footage of students in the classrooms, the teacher, everyone's looking at the door and you can hear the police actually setting up and what they're going to say. And then they enter the room, the door's open. And then all of a sudden everybody's looking scared and they come in and they tell everybody, put your phones down, right? They don't even want the phones to be up. They don't want the phones on. So as I started to do more and more research about this specific bill, again, if you're listening, it's HR 5736. So you can go to the House of Representatives and pull up the specific bill, read it for yourself. Um, but we started to we started to have all these things, and now and everyone's going, well, why isn't the president repealing this? Well, what's the president been saying? What is his favorite thing to say? Fake news. Fake news. So does he already know that there's an issue? You gotta remember the president of the United States, while he is kept secret from some things. He's also entitled to some other secrets that other people are not. Mm-hmm. While it sounds like a conspiracy theory, the more you get into reading the bill itself and who's allowed to do what and how it names social media and other things, who is really messing with us? Um, and I'll post this direct this direct link. Here's the here's the website itself. Um I know you you knew a little bit about this. Did you get a chance to look at any of this before we went live today? Um, well, David's talked about this in the past. My husband's talked about this in the past to me. And funny enough, I just heard, I was just saying, I love Joe Rogan, by the way. People, you know, you either love him or hate him. But I was listening to an older podcast from about two years ago where they talked about the media. And he's not wrong. He said that um, he had on... Uh, I think it was, and he cracks me up to, what's his friggin' name? The guy that thinks that the earth is flat. Which one? So dang funny. Uh, He's a fighter. Um, uh, Eddie Bravo. Okay, so Eddie Bravo was on. And he, yeah, he's hilarious, but that's another story. So they were talking about it, and Eddie Bravo is a conspiracy theorist through and through. He thinks literally everything is a conspiracy, 100%, and he doesn't trust anything. And they were talking about the media. And even Joe Rogan was like, no. It's like back in the 30s, as soon as radio and as soon as, you know, television, as soon as this stuff was invented, you know, do you think that they honestly were like, oh, I'm going to go play my favorite songs and tell you about my day? No, the government used it as a propaganda tool. Like it is a mass communication system in which they tell you exactly what they want you to hear to try to sway your perception AKA brainwash you into thinking a certain thing. And that's all that media is from Hollywood movies to your favorite radio guys to social media. Now it is a propaganda tool. And back in 2012, when Obama was like, yeah, sure, go ahead and like amp that up a little bit. That was the worst possible thing that, you know, it's China. 
it's communism, you know. Um, but Trump, what he's doing is like the art of war. You never let your enemy, you know, you never get in the way of your enemy when they're making a mistake ever. You just let them do their thing and you just have to be smarter than them. And you never have to even spill a drop of blood as long as you are smarter than your enemy. And what we're seeing now is who trusts the mainstream media? Like, have you seen CNN's ratings they are legitimately a, a tool of the CIA to try to sway the American perception and lie. And it's election meddling. I mean, it's sedition. What they're doing is criminal. But, hey, there's no way that you're going to be able to talk your way out of court, you know, period. If we ever are to come in and say, these are the charges. This is what you're being charged with. Here's your indictment. So someday it would be nice. Uh, for things to be normal, but it's never been normal, even since the beginning of radio. Like, it has always been a tool of propaganda for the United States. Well, for any government, really, not just the United States. Yeah. No, and Fox isn't any better. None of them are. Fox is just, and I explained this to my grandma, who's always like a diehard Fox fan. I was like, Fox is just biased enough to make sure that grandma and grandpa Republican make sure that they have on Fox News, you know, 24 hours a day just biased enough or else they wouldn't have Shepard Smith and Juan Williams and Donna Brazil on there. Like they're not fair and balanced. They're, they're just shy of, you know, right. Just shy of it. So they're all terrible. Well, it's, it's, it's just an in, interesting concept and read. Um, I hope everybody does take a look at this. I know it's kind of long. It might be kind of boring. Um, but if you want to learn something new, uh, take a look at this bill. Look into things. There was a few videos. There was actually a journalist uh, that was given a speech back in 2016. And she was talking about this and how the news was involved. Um, you know, like they're jumping on news stories before they're even vetting them. Um, you know, that kind of thing. And so she was talking about how this all plays into this because now basically any, it's a free for all. Um, so I I just thought it was a really good topic. Um, well, we see it like in the cannabis industry too. Um, Oh God. Yeah. So like what I, I, cause I, people are like, Oh my God, you're so knowledgeable. I just started learning all of this five years ago. I've just dedicated my life to it. Like it's my education. And about a year in, I looked at David and I was like, why are these people lying? Like, I don't get it. And he's like, you'll see, you know, you'll see yeah. about three years in there's two types of people out there, especially when it comes to cannabis, those who just legitimately don't know, and they don't want to go out and do that research. They're just ignorant. And I don't mean ignorant in a bad way, mm. but they're just ignorant to it. You know, they don't know. And then there's those people who are paid to lie and sure as shit. That is 100% true. I will meet somebody who will sit there and tell me that, oh, no, those bong injections and your kid's going to die. I was like, who's paying you? You know, whose payroll are you on? Whose dole are you on? And chances are I'm always right. You know, you just the CNNs and the Fox Newses and the MSNBCs, they're just paid. There's paid bad actors to tell you whatever the agenda is going to be for the week. Like, oh, no, Trump's a racist. Ah, Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is that they're, they're pushing these topics that, um, you know, there's no, there's no, um, 
proof behind anything. There's. Uh, yeah. No yeah, proof. Like whatever happened to like innocent until proven guilty. Right. <laughs> oh no. Like I think I saw one. It was a story, and the, oh, they take everything out of context too. They like take a snippet of a big long paragraph or like a picture. They had Melania looking at Justin Trudeau the other day at the G7 summit. They're like, oh, she's got eyes for Justin. I'm like, no, it looks like she's going in to give him a hug. I was like, God, you people are dumb. I know. I'm amazed at the kind of things they come up with about Melania Trump because um, her being an immigrant, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. She's gorgeous. She's quiet. She doesn't make any waves and they just try to obliterate her. I know. She's so beautiful. She's so graceful. And that actually kind of makes me mad. Like I get upset. They are jealous. They're super jealous. She's I think she's even a little bit more classier than Jackie O. You know, I think she's just the epitome of class and brilliance and she's just beautiful. Yeah. And uh, you know, April Ryan isn't. <laughs> Rosie McDonald uh, isn't. Oh. Rosie, you know what's funny is Rosie O'Donnell now looks like Ursula from Little Mermaid. Have you seen the most recent pictures? She shaved all of her hair off. She's psycho. Well, no, she had it up in this this white kind of like swirl. And I'm like, oh my God, she looks like Ursula. Let's check her out. Yeah, you've got to pull it up because it's 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 hysterical. I mean, I'm not a gossip or anything, but I do like making fun of psycho lefties that are just beyond repair okay when will this bullshit end hashtag impeach 45 hashtag end trump's concentration camps oh we're back on the concentration camps again yay Hmm. yeah i feel like my family knows more what a concentration camp is (laughs) um you know (laughs) considering uh, I'm, I'm an expert, but you know, yeah. I'm kind of an expert on it. And, but considering I'm the only returning person from my family to the vill- village where they were from, and they they called it. Um, and when I was there, I was asking the historian questions because I wanted to make sure I was in the right area. Um, there's a it's a village of six or seven lake communities, mm-hmm. and they're all surrounding this one big lake. And he showed me where this there's a place out there with a marker, and they call it the killing field. And they oh, rounded up the Jews out of seven villages and, and slaughtered them. That's terrible. Um, but I'm the only one to ever go back from my great-grandparents. So I'm the only one that's ever seen it. Um, th- there was a story where they rounded up a bunch of Jews in, in my family's village. They locked them in the synagogue and burned the synagogue. Oh, my God. That's terrible. You know, and then people go, that never happened. Uh, I've got news for you. These countries, including Germany, are telling you it happened. So uh, the Mexicans that are crossing the border, and I'm saying Mexicans because that's exactly what you are when you're from another country. If you're a Mexican, like I'm an American. So it's, it's not politically incorrect. Um, you know, they're not being treated that way. So no. I, I'm getting tired of that reference. But uh, so it is halfway through the hour. Uh, we've finished the first hour of news and all of our topics. So we're going to start lining up for Jeopardy. Um, I've got the trivia questions up. I, Kirk said he wanted to do it. Eric is going to do it. I don't know if George wants to, um, Christina, do you, you want to do Jeopardy? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, anybody else that wants to play Jeopardy, you can call in. I can have up to eight people and then 
Uh, oh, here comes. Yeah, I figured that was quick for Eric. <laughs> um, but if you if you want to be a part of it, just call in. Uh, I'll ask the questions, and what you'll do is you'll say your name. That way, I know who's up first instead of hitting a buzzer. I have all the music cued, so we have all the sound effects, everything for this. Um, and what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh. I don't remember. I'm losing my train of thought. It has been such a stressful weekend. <laughs> and then all the stuff going on today, I'm like trying to keep up. Oh, I'm surprised I know what's even going on. Uh, Kirk, whenever you're ready, just dial on in. We'll get set up for Jeopardy. Uh, those of you that are listening over on Sky One Radio, you can also do the same. At the bottom of the listening page, you'll see a little phone icon. You can hit that. I can patch you in on the Sky One Radio system. Uh, so we can even switch up teams and do the radio versus cast box. So, uh, hey, keep it entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it would be entertaining. Turn that volume down because I got you guys up really loud. Uh, so Eric doesn't get mad when I win. <laughs> so um, you do not have to say the normal um, the normal Jeopardy words. You can just say your name. I'll call you out. You get the answer. We'll move on. So we don't have to go into what was or who was. Don't need to worry about any of that. Uh, so just call our name out when you when we have the answer. Yeah, just call out your name. That way we we'll stop the um, the music. And uh, let me make sure I got all this stuff lined up too. Daily double. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh my god! I'm gonna have to make a whole new list for this. I've got it all confused. Bear with me, folks. Where did it go? Oh my gosh. Let's try this one more time. Uh, yeah, I want that. So while I'm setting all of this up, if anybody wants to play Jeopardy, just call in. Um, all you have to do is say your name instead of using a buzzer. What if we want to use a buzzer? If you have a buzzer, you can do it, but I won't know it's you. Well, you will now. She just said so. That's <laughs> true. If you're the only one that has the buzzer, I'll know that it's you. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, there we go. Move that one to here. I have been finding all these new sound effects for the soundboard that I've installed. Great stuff. Just in case Eric starts to like, well, I'm not winning. What? Then what? The womp. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you've missed so many lives, Eric. You don't get to win. Oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> Whoops, that's not what I wanted to do. 
Alright, so what am I here? What is going on? Alright, so we have... We know that one works. Oh, wow, it's legit. Oh, yeah. Cool. And including... The answer there is... Oh, bloody hell, that was loud. Was it? I'm, well, let me adjust it again. <laughs> Too loud? Nope. That's oh, fine for me. Okay. All right. So, all right, we're we are we're good now. All right. Um, last chance. Anybody wants to be on Jeopardy? Call in now. Otherwise, you can listen. Um, don't give away the answers in chat because that's cheating. And the answer, or the the questions that I have for you, some of these are easy. Some of these are not. I will allow. Phone search. Oh, it's not like Donkey Kong. You guys are going down. Um, and while I'm doing the trivia, I won't be able to see anything in chat. Um, so I apologize if it's delayed, but I'll get back to you on that. So are we are we ready to ready play? as we'll ever? Be. Are you are are you ready to lose? Is that what we're asking? No. Are you ready to play? <laughs> ready. We are ready. All right. So, first question up, and Kirk, this is just going to be too easy. Which country has a beaver as its national emblem? <laughs> Kirk. Yes. Canada. <laughs> Correct. Thanks, too easy. <laughs> I feel like we just gave the Thanks. Canadian Thanks, a point. Josh. Thanks. Yeah, you guys are fine. You guys are so nice. Thank you, guys. <laughs> hey, we're nicer than Canadians, apparently. The last thing I want to be responsible for is starting an international incident. <laughs> let's uh, oh, let's keep that down. All right. So next question. Which of your body parts continue to grow throughout your life? Christina. Eric Kirk. Go ahead. Ears. Uh, half right. Ears and nose. Correct. That. So one point for Christina. Don't forget to keep your own points because I'm not doing it. <laughs> I forgot to say that. All right. Ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question is, what do Mike Garrett, Ernie Davis, and Billy Sims have in common? Eric. Go ahead. They're part of a Rush tribute band. Ah, Christina. Uh, go ahead, Christina. They're college and professional football players. Oh, so close. Ah. Christina. Go ahead. Heisman Trophy winners. You are correct. All right. <clears throat> All right, next question. What was Earl Monroe's nickname during his basketball career? I feel like everybody's Googling right now. (laughs) George. Go ahead. Was it Black Jesus? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Christina. Go ahead. Earl the Pearl. Yes. <laughs> it, it, says, Jesus it says Pearl. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Google. Where did the name come from? Where did the other one come from? I don't know. It was I was not expecting that as an answer. <laughs> so funny. Good one, man. Way better than mine. Way better than mine. <laughs> Google says bull. So. Yeah. So he should have gotten the Well, bowl. I feel like it's my show and he didn't, so let's move on. Oh. <laughs> That's right. you don't like Jesus? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the next question, are we ready? Mm-hmm. What black American served three times as a headlinesman in a Super Bowl, positions reserved for the highest rated NFL officials? This is more like the final question. Tough. This hurts me. This Which hurts. is why you can go to Google. Oh, yeah, go to Google. Yeah. Don't go to Bing. George. Uh, the answer would be Leo Miles. Glad I didn't answer that one. Yeah, really. Yeah, that was really. Well, better to try and get it wrong than not ask the question and continue to get it wrong. You say that now, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just trying to be positive okay (laughs) next question which baseball player began his career at the age of 19 and played in the majors at the same time as his father who shares his name (gasps) eric what i'm sorry did christina did you say Uh, your name yes griffey jr correct yeah. You cheater. <clears throat> Sports know-it-alls. Um, Eric, <laughs> are you able to turn down your mic a little bit? Uh, maybe. You're coming in like really strong. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. Because you, you can't hear what I hear, so. Can you hear what I hear? Nice. Oh, God. Nice. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. No, it's, no, it's not. not. I am over this summer. Oh, well, yeah, I'm over the summer too, but I'm not ready. For, I, well, I don't. Never mind. I am. We need October first. No. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. no, because I no, it's my birthday in yeah. October. No. Yeah. Just skip it. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, ready for the next question? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh yeah. I guess so. Oh my goodness. Okay. What basketball star is referred to as the mailman? Eric? Go ahead. Larry Bird? No. George? George? Malone? Correct. Yay, one point. All right. Um, who has the most points? Yo, Christina, I think. Christina, I think all right. So. Do you want number eight or number nine? Niner. The answer there is the 
Okay. Right. Double points on this question only. Are we ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who was the first black American to complete the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament? Kirk. Go ahead. Serena Williams? No. Oh, Serena. wait. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> I was reading the wrong one. Hold on. You said Serena Williams? Yes. No. Oh, see, you got my hopes up. <laughs> it's <laughs> cold. Well done. Arthur Robert Ash Jr. I thought so as well. No. <gasps> George? Oh. Is it Althea Gibson? Incorrect. Oh my god, we can't even Google stuff. I'm sorry. The answer would have been John Shippen. Shippen you? I don't think so. That's not what Google says. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No idea who that is. Uh, Well, see, that's the reason why we play this game. I think that's shenanigans. Learning, learning. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we're Uh, learning new things. Okay, so all right, hold on. Let let's uh, let's double check here. It's fair enough. You want to call? We can call on it. We're throwing the challenge flag on this one. Oh, can do that? Google. Who was the first <laughs> Black American to complete the open? Oh. <laughs> no. No. Who was the first? Son of a! Shut up! <laughs> Jeez. Can we have Siri? <laughs> Who was the first black American to complete the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament? You son of a bitch. Who was the first black American to complete the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament? Oh, that's racist. The U.S. Open honors Althea Gibson. She was the first black player uh-huh. to be ranked number one in the world and to win a Grand Slam title at the 1956 French Championships. Kirk was right. No, I said that. Oh, who's George said yeah, that. Yeah, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> Who said Gibson? George. Um, okay, so point to George. Well, thank points. you. Daily double, right? Yeah, for pursuing that one, man. Yeah, thanks for double checking that, Josh. <laughs> yeah, if you're calling, yeah, I mean, thanks, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the database seriously. Um, so yeah, if you're saying no, look, this is what it's got. You can call it out. That's no problem. All right, uh, moving on to the next. Actually, let's just make sure nobody's randomly commenting in chat. Nope. Okay. Are we still on sports? Uh, it 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 does have uh do you guys want to skip sports amen i mean we're doing so well at it right now yes (laughs) yes okay yeah i can just scroll through there's a few more but i can scroll through so that's not a problem um mm -hmm. Uh, yep okay uh okay here we go 
A phlebotomist extracts what from the human body? Christina. Christina? Blood. Correct. Point for Christina. They're vampires. <laughs> um, you you have to hear my friend my friend Bubba's story. He goes to give blood. He has a crippling fear of dwarves. I, I don't know why. It's hysterical to listen listen to his story about this. I've never met anybody that has this kind of crippling fear. But he tells a story, he goes to give blood, and something happened, and the lady didn't know what she was doing. So she goes, hold on, I have to get my supervisor. And so he goes, okay. And all he can hear is this coming down the hall, and he starts panicking and opens the door, and there's a, a dwarf woman that walks in, and he just freaks out and goes running out of the uh, clinic because he can't handle it. And, like, I mean, he's in tears telling me about this story. Um, he's so much better at it, but it's just every time I think about it, it's just funny. That's a, that's hilarious. Poor Bubba. Yeah, they were just so weird. But anyway. I'm, the, I'm the opposite. I, I, I want a dwarf sidekick. Uh, <laughs> And there we go with the random crap of the evening. So, yep. going on to... You're welcome. <laughs> no, this is a section where you get to know us a little bit better, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The last time we did this, it was hysterical. It went on for almost two hours. It was absolute nonsense. <laughs> because of Eric. <clears throat> oh. I mean, there was a little Thanks, bit Thanks, George. There, but, yeah. Thanks, George. All right. So, um, here we go. Just because you got points and I don't. God damn. What was the year when Henry VIII became king of England? Seven. No. What? Kirk. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, Kirk. Kirk. Yes. Fifteen eighty-seven. No. Yeah. Eric. Go ahead. Sixteen eighty-seven. No. George. Go ahead. Fifteen oh nine. Point for George. God damn it, George. <laughs> Did you guys just Google? Just trying. Yeah. And uh, now er Eric's upset. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Are we ready for the next question? Mm -hmm. Yes. 1999 film. The 1999 film Tea with Mussolini was whose autobiography? What? Nope, nope. Are you calling your name? Mm-mm, nope, sure. Nope. Okay. George, go ahead. Was it Franco Zeffirelli? Point for George. Wow. Eric, anything you want to say? I couldn't find mm-hmm. it in time. Okay. So that's yeah. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't search it. Hmm? No, you did. That was okay. way too long for that not to be a search. <laughs> maybe I was double questioning myself. Plus, maybe you're using Apple, which is crap. But anyway, go go with your gut, man. Just go with your gut. And no, I'm not. I hate Apple. I was like, oh, sure <laughs> you. All right. Moving along. 
in in which movie did Humphrey Bogart play Charlie Allnut? Eric, 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 Eric. Eric. <laughs> what? <laughs> just I'm just you're laughing. Let's just suck at this game. <laughs> you remember any? If you're Google searching, like literally Google, the smarter your question, the better the answer you get. So if you're if you're Google searching, I would put in Charlie Allnut, right? And then that should give you a better. Yeah, Eric. that's what I did. Yeah, the African Queen. Point for Eric. Yeah, I'm on the board. I'm coming for y'all. Watch out. You got extra time. Wasn't that like a Canadian thing? I don't know. African Queen? I, I don't know. I saw Canadian and like the result. <laughs> I don't know. That is so not even in the ballpark, Eric. It's on my, you know what? Google is suggesting weird stuff to me. Okay. So I hope everyone's. I'm not using Google. What are you talking about? Aaron. What is that? <laughs> what is that? It's just sadness. It's just sad. It sounded mysterious. I think it's either me or Christina winning. Probably. Poor Kirk. But I'd um, give it to Christina because yeah, she's poor just Kirk. so nice. <laughs> okay. Really? Are we ready for the next question? <laughs> We're ready. All right. Port Said is in which North African country? George. Go ahead. Cape uh, Town. Me? Uh, no. Christina. Go ahead. Kirk. Egypt. Uh, Christina? Egypt. Yes. Well done. I forgot I had that. Yay, it works. Okay. Um, Kirk was so close. Kirk, what were you going to say? Not Egypt. No, not even close. I was going to say... (laughs) 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 Even with with, uh, internet search, you are having a rough night. Man, you got to get your (laughs) thumbs working. Your thumbs can work faster than (laughs) <laughs> All right. In which year no, were pre? No, but honestly, you know what it also is? It's like it's. I hear like your voice is like metallic-y and I don't know if it's like it's my internet connection or what. What's going on? Me? No, uh, I don't. I think it's on my end, to be honest. But oh, you're, no, oh, you're yeah. saying you're hearing me metallic-y Yeah. So it cuts in and out. I don't know why. Are you guys hey, you sound fine to me. With your internet? It, is it just me, or is everybody sounding that way? No, everybody. So oh, okay. it has to be me, right? It's you. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, Canadian internet's kind of, you know. Yeah, no, it's iffy. It's it's awful. Yeah, so it's many beavers, right? They cut into the cable. <laughs> they, they, like, put the 5G on the, you know, moose antlers and stuff. And they're always walking around, so. Take off. Or we're your new robot overlords, so. I moved into, I moved closer to the modem, guys. Come on, give us some credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it's cooler there, so you get much more credit than anything. Did you feed it with some maple syrup? <laughs> no, no, it's uh, I'm allergic <laughs> to that stuff actually. Oh, that sucks. You know that your internet's actually just made out of poutine. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Hockey pucks. It's just goo. Stacked up. My hockey pucks. <laughs> Stretched in <laughs> him. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, this this gets ridiculous after a while. Anyway. <laughs> Does it sound any better? No, it's better. Better. I'm I'm okay. ready to go. Now so, I'm gonna start getting points, guys. Now it's the time. I can so, feel it. I'm Quit coming for you, Kurt. Putting gravy on your chips and let's move on. Catch up. Right. Jesus. What is wrong with you? In which year were premium bonds first issued in Britain? In Britain. Kirk. Go ahead. Nineteen thirty nine. No. Go ahead. Nineteen fifty six. Yes. Oh. The answer at the same time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Google. Not that I was Googling. I mean, my brain just came at that time. Since right. we skipped a few, the next question. <laughs> two points on this next question. <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm going to laugh because there's no way Kirk's going to get it. What is Yoda's last name? What? What? George. Go ahead. Yoda. What is Yoda's last name? His last name is Yoda. No. His first name is unknown. Kirk. Go ahead. Master. (laughs) No. (laughs) George is closest. Go ahead. Are you serious? No. What? (laughs) Yeah, she went Jewish. (laughs) What? Well, I'm so confused. That's what it says. Mitch. Okay, so are you questioning? Yes. Yes. All right, one second. (laughs) I was going to say Yoda Smith. (laughs) He's just a blue collar guy Who just does that on the side What is Yoda's last name? Minch Yoda Here's a summary from sci-fi Yoda's his last name What the expletive Thank you George Yoda's last name George got it. Yeah, here it actually says Yoda doesn't have one, and he he doesn't. Well, he got X before that, I think, is what I read uh, on a a site somewhere a few years ago. On Google, daily doubles. Yeah, George Lucas originally intended Yoda to be the character's surname. He was his first name was going to be wait for it Mensch. So actually, so George is correct, and so is Christina. So I will award you a point each. Since there was two points in the double. Yeah, take that. I will give my point to George because he technically came up with Yoda first. I like playing with you guys. You guys are an honest bunch. Good for you guys. (laughs) I don't mind sharing unless scones are involved, but, you know. Well, you know, they're hard to ship through the post, so they would, you know, they just wouldn't taste good when you get them. Please. I make amazing scones. Amazing scones. Oh my god. Like <gasps> proper Irish British scones. Like Yeah. 
Yeah, and your banana bread French toast. I still dream about that. And it's been like six years. As Stewie Griffin would say, it's an orgy in my mouth. <laughs> I wouldn't dream about that. <laughs> uh, <if laughs> <laughs> your timing on that is horrific. <laughs> no, I think it was perfect. <laughs> I think it was perfect too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kirk, what goes on in media? All right. <laughs> Not a lot. Not <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, actually, were we out on points? Not it. I've got one. Uh, Kirk. Kirk's got one. Eric's got one. George won both daily doubles and a couple questions, so it's yeah. Okay. So, what's your points? One, two, three, four, five, six, <clears throat> seven. I think I have seven. Christina. I'm not counting. You're not counting. I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna all, you're I'm just going to give it to George. In the, in the final Jeopardy, though. So um, that's where I'm going to win. So at this point in the game, George, you can choose to continue down the path we're headed, which is probably to insanity, or you can choose a different category. Okay. I want to choose a different category, okay. I think. Uh, your chances are general trivia for 200. History trivia for 300, football trivia for 50, and general knowledge, uh, general knowledge trivia questions and answers for 120. Let's do history. History? History it is. It's loading. Where's the loading music? Just kidding. Uh, I, well, I do have. Some, <laughs> Okay, that sounds like Eric's pole dance theme. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've got an image of Eric pole dancing. I never break eye contact either. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. It's going to be so much fun if we ever all get together in person. (laughs) Oh, my God. Play a game of Jeopardy with our phones. <clears throat> I, or our uh, poles? No, my oh, my, uh, my dad and I are actually going to build a set that'll go outside, and it'll be an interactive set out outdoors, out in the backyard that you can. It'll be all interactive with stuff. Nice. Oh my god! <laughs> that and we're doing. Um, we have to figure out how to get the parts for Wheel of Fortune, and then the other project would be uh, Price is Right. Hmm. Because my mom loves Plinko, so oh, Plinko's so good. But anyway, um, <laughs> okay. All right, so are we ready? Thumbs ready. are out. Thumbs are out. Fantastic. Thumbs are out. Hands down. Heads up. Seven up. Prime Minister of which European country was assassinated in 1986? <laughs> Go ahead. Yugoslavia. No. George. Go ahead. The Swedish prime minister. Show me Sweden. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. See, we learned things. Well done, George. Why, thank you. Google is amazing. Not that I'm using it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... 
<laughs> we'll have to do Family Feud on the next one. That's a good, yeah. Wednesday's yeah, around the corner. Yeah. I love that idea. <clears throat> For Wednesday's, Wednesday's double. Be there, be square, Eric. Uh, uh, Colette, thank you for joining. Uh, this is sometimes I do these shows on Mondays, but it's a political podcast basically that I do live shows. Uh, we'd like to have a little bit of fun and learn things. So, the second half of the program, we play Jeopardy. So, right now, we're goof, actually goof around. Yeah, goof awesome. around playing Jeopardy, <laughs> learning a few things, uh, mostly laughing at Kirk and Canadia, but you know, yeah. but it's all in good fun. I, I can tell. Yeah. I feel like I'm more of the butt of the joke tonight than Kirk. More ass of the joke. Depends which person you're talking about. Or oh, talking okay. About. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. What was the nickname of the President Duvalier of Haiti? Can you spell Duvalier? <laughs> D is in David, U, V is in Victor, A, George. Go ahead. Papa Doc. Correct. Why, thank you. Did Christina fall off the bandwagon? Nah, she's hitting her vape. Puff, puff, mm. give. Puff, puff, give. Puff, puff, pass. <laughs> she says she's there. I don't see her. Yeah, it's on mine she is. Christina, call back. She's probably yeah, been like David. sitting there this whole time trying to get answers. I was going to say, she went awkwardly quiet out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, while she's doing that, I'm going to walk away from my thumbs until she comes back. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives me a chance for points. Does it? <clears throat> no. Not really. <laughs> well, honesty is the best, I guess. It is. Let's just, we'll take out, let's break outside and uh, enjoy the animals around us. You know, little... Somebody forget, what was that? <laughs> is that was, part of was the that a vape? <laughs> <laughs> no. This is the part of the Jeopardy where you have to guess what the animal is. Yes, something there's like a that. black rat. Well, we could do that. We could, door. Yeah, we a could, teenager. Like, uh, what is that? There's that farm game. You have to play the sounds, and then you have to guess the. Have you guys ever done that one? Yeah, No. What that little wheel thing you spin around? It says like cow says move. Yeah, but there's actually a game. Oh, whoa! Calm down there. Yeah. Epic. Uh you know, there's always excitement when I speak. Um, there's a game where you play sounds of animals, and then you have to guess what it is. But it'd be like giraffes, birds, you know, like an eagle. Um, uh, some of those get weird. Yeah. I, I've seen the variation where they do, is it this or this? And usually it's like an animal sound. Yes. What was that? That That would be that would be George's cat. Oh Oh, God, you're not killing it, are you? (laughs) (laughs) He's gotten a little deaf, so I said hi to him, and he's uh, loud. Sorry, good, good. 
I don't know if I don't know if you guys caught this earlier in the the show. I think Kirk did, but um, I did my piece on Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, yeah. I, I love. So I was I talked about it, and I said, next up, where in the world is Ruth Bader Ginsburg? <laughs> Do you remember this, Eric? Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. Finger filter from Berlin down to Belize. Take me for a ride on I actually, I want to redo this song so that it's Where in the World is Ruth Bader Ginsburg? It, like, I audibly laughed at that. And then my kids were asking me, like, what's so funny? <laughs> and <laughs> I think I, just, I need to get bed. Huh? Nothing. Oh. I just need to get some. I mean, I can sing, but it's like I don't have all the equipment to do that. But I want to come up with new words, you know, like from DC to wherever she is or something like, you know, like really mix it up to where it's fitting. I think it would be great. In a chair or in a hospital. And George's background noise is so loud. What background noise? Or is that you, Josh? What background noise? Who's got the TV on? That's George. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. This damn cat. I would be with my cat so far away from where the TV is, but sure. Uh, hold on. I've got too many. Oh, people are messaging me on Twitter, and <clears throat> I can't keep up. Um, so I'm assuming that Christina's just gone. <laughs> That's really weird. Uh, so we can just move on. Rest in peace, Christina. Uh, anybody listening, if you want to play Jeopardy, just call in. I'll add you to the list. If you've been listening, you kind of know how it's working. So don't be afraid. Jump into the mix. Have a little bit of fun. Um, so I'll give you guys a few minutes. If you do want to join the game, just hit that button and call in. It's fun. We enjoy it. Where did I lose my... Oh, yeah. Until the song runs out, you can call in. Actually, yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna have to hop off in the next ten minutes or so. Bedtime? No, I gotta go drop off my uh, my roommates to the airport. They got a pretty early flight, so. My God. Yeah, so I guess yeah, technically it is bedtime. Where in Canada are you? Uh, center. So Central Mountain Time. Oh. Uh, What's the weather like? Uh, it's already cold, actually. So send it here. Oh. He says it was such a sigh while the air conditioning's running and I can barely breathe. Oh yeah, it's been. We're in a. <clears throat> they said for Arizona, this is the driest monsoon we've had since 1889. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Scary. Scary. We usually get like around 20 inches of rain uh, in, a, in a two-month period. <clears throat> I remember a few years ago, it was pretty dry, too. Yeah, but this is the worst. 
<laughs> because of the jet stream we had in the winter, it never actually moved. And then when it finally moved, the high kept moving, and so it hasn't stayed over the four corners. So none of the moisture is pumping in the way it's supposed to. It's just weird. It, it is weird though. We haven't. It hasn't been that hot either, which is kind what? of dude. Shut your mouth, dude. It, it really hasn't. Like we had, we barely hit one fifteen, if that. I have averaged more one hundred degree days here than you have in history. Well, you live Eric, up you must the... not have heard. You must not have listened to Amber Solins on ABC fifteen because every day she posts that it's the most. <laughs> Highest record of 115 phoenixes ever seen because of global or climate change. No, <laughs> I don't. No, I, I don't telling, believe it. I was, I was telling Josh about that, that she's, li- she's literally causing hysteria on Facebook about it. And I love Amber Solons. ABC 15 was my favorite when I was there. But that's all she does every day is post another 115 degrees. I've been around for 50 years. It's never been this hot in Phoenix ever. This summer has been mild as hell. Well, I've been here like three or four years. Yeah. The Phoenix temperatures have been mild. Yeah. Like June basically was freezing. It was yeah. June. Yeah. Same, and same for California, freezing in June. July, for 4th of July, it was 10 degrees below normal, which was incredible. Yeah. And then it's like August became June when we never have rain and it's always 105. Like, I don't get this hot here. 87 to 90 degrees is my high for August. It's been 99 and 100. Yeah, you are getting shafted yeah. on this one. Jesus. Where I'm at, averages are supposed to be 80 to 85, and we've been 99 to 102 every day. Yeah. just and the night, But what kills me, I don't even care about the daytime temps. It's the nighttime. Can't cool off to open up the windows some nights. It's like, ugh. And in the meantime, Perk's hogging all the cool weather. Oh, yeah, it's been great. I mean, yeah, no. well, 105, 107, it's been great. <laughs> no, well, we we measure in, in, cel- in centigrade, right? So Celsius, so we've got... Um, don't even ask me to convert that because I don't I'm, know. I'm pretty good. <laughs> so, but we've got today, it was like 7, 7 degrees Celsius. Oh, my so God. That, that is like cool. That's very cool. Fahrenheit? Yeah. No, zero is like 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Right, right. So you were about, 44 degrees. about 45, 50 degrees, something like, no, about something 40. like that. Yeah. That's, oh, I can't wait. That's too cold. Yeah, no. That's too cold. That isn't even cold enough, Eric. That's, That's too cold. <laughs> like in the, in the dead of winter, this past winter was particularly brutal. It was like yeah. minus 40. We'll take it. Five. Yeah, couple, oh, that's right. You guys weeks. kept getting those Arctic blasts that were dropping down into the States. Yeah. We'll take that. We'll take that every day. No, no, no we yeah. won't. No. Look, I had three feet of snow where I live. You can take that and shovel it somewhere else because it's it's just not natural for here. I was in my house yeah. for six days. Yeah, the thing oh, is, wow. like, snow is pretty in the first couple of minutes, but then it compacts and you uh-huh. got a shovel, and it's like, oh, when, when it gets I'm on dirty, road traveling, yeah, it's like a whole deal, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I still like my snow. <laughs> yeah, well, we get, I mean, the snow here typically is six or seven inches. That's usually what I get. Functional, usually. Oh, yeah. But two feet of snow. I can't shovel the driveway onto an unmaintained road. I mean, not in a car. 
Yeah, no, that's one of the reasons why I didn't like living under an HOA in Colorado because they made you sit there all freaking day long and shovel until you were like literally backbreaking. People were out there like, oh, this is so cool. It was like, oh, God. Yeah, no. No, no, no. I just let it fall. I was like, who cares? Let it fall. Get a four-wheel drive and drive over it. Um, how much time do you have, Kirk? Probably just take the last questions for for some giggles and and I'm off, guys. Sorry. Uh, we can. No I mean, we can just stop it here. It's no big deal. There's always Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, Wednesday. What time Wednesday. are you looking for Wednesday, Josh? Um, I think I'm gonna switch back to six o'clock. I've been trying different times, different days. Yeah. Just see, but see now there's all these new shows and some of them are just crap on yeah. um, Castbox. I mean, just trash. And then there's like 50 people, you know, in the in the things, and nobody's doing anything. And I'm like, this is this sucks. It takes away from, you know, some of the audience that I could have. But right, the yeah, offering too bad to, tonight. So it's six Pacific. You're Central, so eight o'clock. Yeah, so yeah, so you're two hours ahead. So it's ten o'clock there. Ten ten. 10 no, it's. 21, so 9, 9, oh, 918. Okay. Yeah. Don't give me that 24-hour time stuff. It's 1118 <laughs> where Christine is. That's probably why she fell off. Oh, could be. Well, she's in Chicago. Yeah, I know. That's on Central. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But, uh, all right. Well, um, if, if you guys know where Saskatchewan is, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I know where that's at. Oh, God. Oh, then, yeah. Nowhere. Exactly. But oh. yeah, that's where I'm at. One day I'd love to go to Canada. I am dying to go up to uh, where are they? It's not Manitoba. Uh, Banff? Not no, Quebec. They're up. They're up. Um, oh, you really are in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's literally in the middle of nowhere. Like No, no, and I take no offense to it. Literally, yeah. That's cool, <laughs> though. I mean, that's that. Yeah, I'm sure it's beautiful, but oh my god! Um, god it's uh, Buffalo Airway, Buffalo Airlines. Have you heard of them? They're the ones Buffalo that fly up through the Arctic, and oh my god, where are they? Up north, maybe, right? I don't yeah, know. it's north, but they they have the largest fleet of DC aircraft from World War II, and they fly them as commercial aircraft. And I'm like oh, dying funny. to go up and just book a flight just to be on one. So that's funny you mentioned that. So like you noticed how I was gone for a couple of weeks there. Uh-huh. I was in France Ooh. and I actually visited Normandy. And uh-huh. I don't it's not I shouldn't say it's not a like it's, I don't know how to describe it. Obviously it's not a happy experience, but it right. was very yeah, no joke because you get to walk on the beach mm-hmm. and then you kind of flash in your mind, right? You flash back to to what happened 75 years ago. And it was really, it was an awesome experience in the sense that as a cultural, I guess, I don't don't know how to describe it. As a cultural experience, it was really amazing to see that and then to realize what what happened there, right? um, I can can relate to that because when I was younger, we lived on the East Coast here in the States. And my dad took me to all the battlefields from the Civil War. Right. Um, and all the the old homes, and I've I've been into into slave quarters, and 
and plantations and all kinds. So it, it, it's the same thing. And you go to it and you're just kind of like, wow. Cause you realize yeah. the, the gravity of, of what occurred. Right. <clears throat> no, no. It, it, I guess. Yeah. That's the best word. The gravity or the magnitude of what happened mm-hmm. there. Right. That's and, so cool. Yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. So, so you must yeah. travel a lot. Um, every now and then I get that chance. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. But it's been awesome talking to you guys, and we should keep it going next Wednesday. I'll, I'll look forward to hearing the conversation then and hopefully playing the game too. Perfect. Well, have a good night. We'll see you All right, Captain Kirk. Good night. Catch you guys later. Bye. See ya. Bye. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, it's Monday night. I think we've gone for a while now. Um, Mondays, you know, I randomly do shows sometimes, sometimes Saturdays, <clears throat> but uh, we'll just end it here for today and uh, come back at six Pacific on Wednesday. So if you, if you aren't following, please do. Uh, if you want to enjoy a little bit of political talk, it's open to anybody and everybody. We don't judge. So we start off with that and then we get into some other fun topics and exchange viewpoints. Um, you know, in, in our lives. Uh, so follow if you want to get the updates when the shows go live. Um, otherwise, just tune back in at 6 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday. And uh, I guess until then, guys, I'll talk to you later. Later, Josh. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Josh. Have a good night. Later, taters. Thank you.